Hello and welcome to another episode of the Wannabe Entrepreneur, the podcast about what's really like to bootstrap a company. Today I have another great interview for you. I have uh, with me Luca Restagno. Restagno? How do you say? Luca Restagno. Yeah. Yeah, it's diff- a really difficult pronunciation in Italy. It's Restagno. Les Restagno? Yes, perfect. Luca Restagno. Oh, yes. Okay, it was hard. Um, yeah, welcome, Luca. Thank you for, for joining us here, the wannabe entrepreneurs. Thank you, Thiago. My, my pleasure being with you today. Yeah, likewise. And um, the way I, I met Luca was surprise, surprise on Twitter. And um, I, I was actually looking for a tool to automate my DMs because um, I, I realized that a lot of my the way I was actually selling subscriptions for my virtual working space was through DMs. And I wanted to just automate this process. And every time someone would follow me, I would send an automatic message to them. And uh, I I think someone actually, I don't remember who, but someone recommended your tool. And then I found Luca and uh, here we are. So super excited to learn more about the journey building this tool, HiveOE. And uh, a little bit to learn more a bit about you, uh, Luca. So it's really a pleasure. And I would like to start to by asking you to introduce yourself, tell a little bit more about your background, your entrepreneurial background to the wannabe entrepreneurs. Yeah, sure. So let's say that my, my journey as an, an entrepreneur is really, really recent. So I started in 2019 with a side project, like many, many developers out there. So my, my background is, uh, is this one. I'm a senior software developer. Let's say I mm-hmm. always worked as an employee for companies. And I have 10 plus years of experience in this, uh, in this industry. Mm-hmm. Um, but in 2019, uh, I mean, in that period between 2018, 2019, I really started my journey changing a bit my mind by uh, reading uh, content about uh, economy, you know, okay. about personal freedom and being independent. And so something happened in my mind. So like a click, I switched mentality and I started thinking, okay, probably uh, I can do something different. My salary is really not growing very fast. And uh, my path um, towards the old ages is like this. So I'm dependent on uh, an employer, um, on a salary, not really scaling fast. Uh, Probably I can do something different, right? So uh, as every developer out there, (laughs) I thought, let's build a product. Let's build something that can be turned into, into a business. And so with um, one of my colleagues at that time in 2019, a really strong, um, very good uh, UX designer, okay. um, I said, okay, let, let's, let's, find a, let's find an idea. Let's find something. And we came up with an idea and um, we started working on it. It turned then in a, in a product that is called uh, eaterspace.com. Okay. You can find it already. It's, uh, it's on the market. It's publicly available. And we worked on that project for two years as a side project, two years. So working during, I don't know, the nights, the weekends and so on. Um, 
we learned really, really a lot uh, on how to do not build the product, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's uh, the role of the first product. <laughs> Absolutely. It's to learn how not to build it. <laughs> yes, correct. And, um, and then after two years of, of development, um, with basically no validation of the idea, mm-hmm. um, Basically, we had this product almost ready to be used by the users. And so, well, you're looking for the, the, the big moment in which, uh, I mean, storms of users are coming using your amazing product, yeah, yeah. which, of course, it didn't happen. <laughs> um, and so we realized, okay, but we, we don't have any voice. I mean, no uh, channel, uh, distribution channels. We don't have don't have a presence on the social networks. Really, really. You nothing. don't have an audience. Yes, we right. don't have an audience exactly. And so um, I thought, okay, um, I have um, in the past in 2015, 2016, I used a Twitter. I had a Twitter account that I used just to meet people around. And um, I said, okay, let's try to to take it again. It was a uh, two three years uh, i was not using it and let's try to do something there and so at that point it was february of last year uh, 2021 started my journey my new my second journey on twitter <laughs> actually and uh, i noticed i found uh, it took some time but i found many interesting um users and, mm-hmm. and people on twitter that were content creators um one Really inspirational one is uh, Simon Hoiberg. Okay. Really popular. He posts content about um, web development and then he started his own uh, business, his own product. Okay. And, oh, I, and so I thought, let's try to do the same because I'm a developer. So if I need to post um, publish content, uh, probably needs to be in a domain that I know. And so I, I started doing the same basically. Um, at that time, I had 500 followers, uh, absolutely not the right target, uh, so not developers, but I started anyway. And um, now you have uh, more than uh, 2,000. These two, <laughs> yeah, almost 2,000. Right? And I, I know it's really interesting Twitter, actually, if you think about it, because I have the same experience. I had uh, my first Twitter account, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago or something. Hmm. And now I'm back using Twitter in a completely different way. And I think it's the only social media where you actually come back to, right? If you think about Facebook, for instance, you used it or I use it quite heavily and now I, it stopped and I'm not going back. And well, I think I'm not going back, maybe. And same with, with the other social media. But Twitter is so interesting with the fact that basically the product is kind of the same. Not a lot of things have changed. But, you know, people are just coming back. It's it's really, really an interesting phenomenon, isn't it? Absolutely. I totally agree with you. I have to say that uh, I've never been a fan of uh, Facebook. I've never been really a Facebook user. Yeah, seriously. But Twitter has a special taste. I don't know. I really enjoy it. It's uh, it's different. Twitter people are super nice. That's something that I realize because... So if you compare, for instance, Twitter and Reddit, on Reddit, if you share your projects or share your successes, people give you shit. Sometimes they, they can really be super mean at you and you really need a thick skin. Otherwise, you'll you'll cry. <laughs> but with Twitter, it's the opposite. Like every time my best posts, 
are actually when I basically show off what I what I'm able to achieve. If I do like I just reach whatever 500 followers on Twitter, people will be like, "Yeah, congratulations, that's amazing. They really support you." Which you know, it, it feels that like the great people and the nice people of the world are on Twitter and the mean ones are on Reddit. <laughs> do you feel the same? Are you also a Reddit user? Yes, I'm not really a heavy Reddit user, but I totally agree about the feeling of, of Twitter community. Yeah. I mean, the, I don't know, the tech Twitter community on, on, is really supportive, really positive, always, uh, yes, giving great feedbacks, also positive feedbacks. Yeah. So I, I totally agree with you from this point of view. Yes, yes. Yeah. And it, it's it's something that is really interesting here about your experience, which is not very common. So let, let's dig deep into this, and, and I really need to understand. So you told me that you you were never an entrepreneur until 2018 or 17. Mm -hmm. Is that yes. really true? Like, if you think about it in the past, did you you never had your side project? You never had some kind of like little business or business ideas? You never had any of this. Well, actually, I had many ideas, to to be honest, uh, also okay. in the past. When I was really, let's say, younger, the university period, uh, I was always doing side projects. So I, I had that mood, but ah. not oriented towards the, the business. Right, right. Mm -hmm. So it all changed when you, th when you start thinking, okay, um, my salary will not increase that much more. And uh, you want to try to do your things on your own to see if you could somehow be more financially independent. Is that correct? Absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. That's correct. And also about the flexibility. I mean, I, we know that the dream of uh, every one of us are entrepreneurs or wanna be entrepreneurs is to <laughs> have flex time flexibility and don't have um, don't be strict to allocation. So potentially you could work everywhere in the world. With your online mean, business. That's true. But if, like, you are working re fully remotely, right, as well, for your company. Yes. Yes. So I guess for us developers, we already have this, uh, to be really honest, right? We already have a lot of flexibility on schedules, place where we work, and normally great salaries, right? Like, are you, okay, let, let's let's start speaking about your first project, and see because you, t you told me off record, then you were able even though you, you told us that you didn't build it in the right way, you're able to sell it, right? So, first of all, let us know what do you consider not building it in the right way? Later on, so after two years, we realized that, uh, first of all, we didn't have um, an audience, as we said, mm -hmm. uh, but also that... Uh, the what is, Sorry to interrupt. What is the product about, actually? Uh, yes. The product is about, um, okay, it's, uh, let's say, small platform online where you can basically record your screen and okay. record also your voice eventually during the recording mm -hmm. and uh, during the recording using a browser extension you right. can put specific comments textual comments on a portion of, of the screen okay when so it's you like uh, i use something similar called loom Exactly. Really okay. similar to Loom, yes. When you complete the recording, you get um, a shareable link and you can share the link with, I don't know, someone, your teammates, mm -hmm. and iterate on that recording. 
so the others can add additional comments or start threads and uh, really work ah, on that recording. Yes. So Loom doesn't do this. Like you can actually share it. I, I assume for kind of feedback reasons, right? You want to give feedback on a landing page, for instance. You record it, you give your feedback, and others can like just support you and, and give you extra comments. Yes, you got it. You got it, exactly. Uh, okay. I think that Loom is more oriented to the communication, mm -hmm. while uh, Etherspace is more oriented on, uh, uh, let's say, working together on a specific um, task, like a landing page, for instance. Right, right. So it's really beneficial in um, development teams where you have, you know, also UI designers and the development team. And at a certain point, you implement that UX, UI, and so on. Mm -hmm. And you want um, um, a feedback loop with the designer, right? So is this right? Is this working as expected? And so on. And so you can work all together on that on the topic and uh, exchange feedback. Right. How how did this idea came to be? Like, who had the idea? The idea went from uh, Marco, my colleague at that time, mm -hmm. because uh, someone asked uh, him to review uh, a mobile app. Okay. And mm -hmm. so he thought, okay, how can I do a review of a mobile app on my phone? Should I make a um, Google Doc with uh, uh, screenshots? Yes, right. I can do it, but it's not really efficient also in the kind of communication I can do. So uh, initially, we thought about doing this, but for mobile. So um, we, we had a prototype, actually, with the um, mobile phone connected to your laptop through mm -hmm. um, a cable. And right. I was recording the screen of the mobile phone. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we switched them because the desktop browser started supporting the native recording. So we said, okay, I mean, for mobile is cool, but probably also on your mm, laptop computer, it's fine as well. So we, we switched that yeah. at a certain point. And uh, you were saying that one of your mistakes was to build this without getting the feedback of, well, besides ev not having an audience, was also building this without the feedback of the user. So you just build this coming from your head and only shared with users once you had like a proper product ready? Mm, yes, almost like that. So basically we use the, what is called the um, product first approach, basically. <laughs> right. mm -mm. Uh -huh. So we started building the product, really coding like crazy <laughs> and pushing new ideas. But Which technology do you use to code this? Oh, it was in uh, React uh, and mm -hmm. a lot of other libraries. Uh, the infra infrastructure was totally on AWS, using serverless, Lambda. So I, I need to say that, technically speaking, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. So I am really happy for that. Are you most a back-end or front-end developer in your job? I'm, I'm stronger on the front-end, okay. but I can do both, both words, yes. Okay. And... Um, Yes, so with the product-first approach, but also let me say that uh, even if you don't want to use that approach, uh, but uh, you want to validate your idea uh, before building too much, it's not that easy if you don't have an audience, basically, mm -hmm. because who is going to be uh, your, your your user? So yeah. we talk to our friends, to our family and friends, of course, but you don't receive really valuable um, feedback you need uh, anyway a community 
as a reference. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, probably you can have a fast feedback loop, loop right. with your users. And uh, tell me about the the relationship you had with your co-founder, because sometimes it doesn't work very well and uh, the motivation is not there, especially, I guess, both of you having doing this on the side and having a full-time job. Did that go well? Were you able to, you know, get along? I have to say it went very, very well because we knew already each other. Uh, we worked together for one year and a half almost mm-hmm. and i mean we we knew each other and also the um, the personality of uh right. of, of the two and so we, Do you we have never similar personalities mm, <laughs> um I, I don't know i don't know if it's really similar but it's compatible let's say okay. compatible mm-hmm. yes and um i have to say that we never had a discussion a really serious discussion, let's say, really? o- only dialogue and exchange of opinions, mm-hmm. but never a, a real strong discussion. So th- that is really, I mean, strange. Not not so common, let's say. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. So you you built the product, you you launched it, and uh, you're expecting, I guess, a lot of users immediately. Did <laughs> yeah. that uh, go accordingly to what you were expecting? No, 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 absolutely not. Absolutely not. But that's because later on, probably I realized uh, by reading reading books and, and stuff that uh, probably there are two kinds of products, right? So there is the vitamin one and the, the painkiller. So the painkiller is that product that solves really big issues for someone, also mm-hmm. a niche. Uh, basically, it's almost... Um, the product almost sells by by itself, right? Right. Almost. <laughs> the second one is the vitamin. And later on, we realized that probably our our product was a vitamin. Yeah. And so in order to, to sell it and make it a business, we had to spend a lot of time in, you know, probably marketing, uh, reaching a, um, a big audience and so on. And running a bootstrap product like this, I mean, a side project with two people with zero marketing knowledge and so on, it was impossible. Mm -hmm. Or or at least really, really difficult in our opinion. So so what happened? You didn't get the clients, you didn't get users. Uh... Well, actually what happened, it's really interesting because we did a launch on Product Hunt Mm-hmm. And um, of course, we didn't went to the top of the um, of the list that day. Mm-hmm. We received kind of seventy upvotes. That, okay. in our opinion, for not having an audience, uh, no marketing at all, it was anyway a good result. Yeah. And actually, what happened is that one person, an Italian person, uh, Italian person. Uh, by the way, and notice the um, the product and say, oh, th- this is very well well done in the sense of the execution, right? Right, right. <clears throat> and so he was interested in uh, knowing us, basically, as a team, how we came up with the idea and all the rest. And so he basically uh, connected us with uh, a startup, a startup working in the uh, user testing industry. Let's say. Okay. Okay. And so there was a very good fit between our product and their business, actually. And so uh, we ended up by by selling the the product. But we 
have been really, really lucky because, I mean, um, it could have been um, a project there, uh, no more maintained, no, no recurrent revenues, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been really lucky, to be I honest. I mean, it's not lucky, right? They, you build something good. <laughs> and uh, but it, it, of course, I guess you're lucky in the sense that if it was not for someone reaching out to you, you would have never thought on maybe selling it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. So this company, I guess, App Quality, is it? Correct. That's the name. So yeah. they acquired you. Tell me about this process. Like, uh, <laughs> it must be amazing because you're building a side project, and then suddenly someone tells you, "Okay, we want to acquire you." And then you think, okay, we have no users. How do you like price this? Like, how did you come up with the price? Yes, 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 yes. So we had a lot of discussions. I mean, uh, uh, with the with that company, uh, basically because you start knowing each other, right? Because mm-hmm. um, let's see um, the founders, the culture, um, who they are. Um, really, we started knowing each other, and there was this kind of interest in the in the platform. And we have different discussions. We started, I think, in, in May. And actually, um, we, we sold it in uh, in September, September, October. Okay. So some months uh, in, the mm-hmm. min- in, in the middle. And um, yeah, about the pricing. But did I you mean, fully sell it or did they also acquire you to work in the product? <laughs> That was one of the of the possible uh, solutions, but mm-hmm. we ended up by selling the the, um, the code, the platform, and we are no more involved in the in the project. Yes. Okay. What did they check? In did they like check the code quality? <laughs> did yes. they do all of this? Yeah, definitely. There was a, a period of uh, due diligence mm-hmm. where they look at. The, I mean, I I've shown everything, so the architecture, the code, uh, and all the stuff. Uh, also because. That's a really um, delicate period because you know you only own your own code, right? Yeah, it's the asset you own. It's the only thing because you don't have um, users. Okay, you have a brand, but it's not that strong. So it's just the code. So in that period of time, uh, I mean, we had to 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 be really um, to protect ourselves also. Yeah. So of course. You need to involve a lawyer and have a kind of support because you are not ready to do something like that. And uh, about the pricing, it's really difficult also that one because, uh, as you said, there, there are no revenues. So what you can do is to perform an estimation of uh, how much uh, time and so money it will cost for that company to implement the same stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So this is kind of... Uh, yeah. Which makes sense, do. right? Like, how much time did it take you to build this this app? It was it was around two years uh, as a side project. So, mm, so a know. developer would take, uh, or two developers, I guess, would take maybe what six months to develop this. Six months? Uh, yes, yes. Like full, right. full full time. Yes, full time. Absolutely. Uh, you need just to include that uh, it was a journey. So we did different experiments. We didn't right. start with the the current idea of the product that is live. It's a journey. Mm-hmm. So if you include also that, probably yes, one year. One year is reasonable. Yes. It's great that you're speaking about this because there's maybe some of the listeners here that are developers, and I actually know another some friends that also sold their product even though it was not making money. So 
it's important also to say that there is this journey as well. Like you can build a product and just sell it without having any users, which sometimes is actually much easier. You just have to do the things that you like, which is building a product. And then you just have to sell to one person instead of selling to a, a million users. You just have to sell to one company and make a uh, you know, good, good uh, amount of money from this, right? Like this is almost a year's salary if you split by you two. Um, so it, it's, it's great. Um, um, yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of the many possibilities out there. Yeah. Um, of course, it's a bit, uh, let's say, risky. I would not start a project thinking about uh, probably I would sell only the code, but it's something possible, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yes, yes. How was, tell me, like, when you actually signed the deal and got the money, like, mm-hmm. did you go party like crazy? Did you celebrate? Like, how, how did you feel? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not one of those, uh, those person really. Um, I was really happy. Uh, uh-huh. about that of course uh, but how does I'm it also... feel like do you feel like okay I'm, I'm the best i'm top of the world like tell me about this <laughs> no 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 but you know what this is let's say um a step in the journey that i started right so right. um i started thinking about something else after that okay so, so it, it gave you some motivation as well like some okay, motivation. i can do this Yes, a motivation, and also let's say um, okay. Also from uh, let's say economical perspective, and I'm a little bit more safe now yeah. uh, for the following months. But I mean, I'm not millionaire, so <laughs> I need to continue with do the stuff that I was doing before and right. continue with, with the journey. Also because I'm really enjoying the process per se. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so I was just checking out your co-founder. Is mm-hmm. now actually working in Klarna. Funny enough, mm-hmm. I, have a, I have a friend that also worked in Klarna. Mm-hmm. Uh, this new idea, um, Hivoe, mm-hmm. automating DMs, Twitter DMs, you decided to do it alone, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. That's right. So I had in mind to do this um, another project with uh, with Marco because mm-hmm. I really enjoyed working with him, um, but. When I started working, uh, I mean, making, let's say, a content creator, so posting content on Twitter, I recognized that were, there were some possibilities to improve the process, especially on the DM side. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm using, of course, one of those amazing tools to, you know, schedule your content during the week. Mm-hmm. They are amazing. Which, which one are you using? Of course, FeedHive. FeedHive? <laughs> of Simon, yes. And... Ah, okay. um, and it's really it's really cool. I mean, uh, if you are a content creator, you need a tool like that. There are many in the market. Yeah. Just pick one that best fits, best, uh, fits your needs and, mm-hmm. and use that. But on the DM side, uh, there's a lot to improve. And I found many um, popular um, users on Twitter uh, talking about DMs, how important are DMs and to connect uh, to, to the people and make really good connections and probably make friends also mm-hmm. or find like-minded people like you and, um, and so i started thinking okay this is uh, a domain where i could probably build something for myself first yeah. so i started build building these features for myself and experimenting with them and uh, marco is super good mm, but he doesn't know anything about twitter is not a mm. Twitter user. 
So considering my experience in software development, uh, I said, okay, let's start really small. I will start by my own and mm -hmm. see how it goes. And so uh, I, I didn't involve Marco in this project uh, directly. Okay. I, I mean, I, I asked for feedback from him because they are very valuable. Yeah. But for the moment, I'm going really, really lean in the process. Also because now I'm also doing uh, content on Twitter. And so it takes some time. And so uh, I just need to find the time to work on IVOE uh, when I have one hour free. So right. working into it's a yeah. little bit more difficult. Yeah, because this is a side project for you, right? Like you have mm -hmm. a full-time job plus, of course, your life. So finding time for a side project is always uh, it's always hard. Uh, you said that um, you you were using Twitter. You realized that there was the need for automating DMs, but what was the actual need? Like, what is the problem that you are actually solving? What is the use case for for a user? Basically, the use case is uh, to being able to connect and meet um, the people, basically, on Twitter, using Twitter. Yeah, because, but for that, I can just send them a message directly, right? Like, why do I need to automate that? You could do it, but you don't think about doing it, or you don't have time to do it. Okay. That's, yeah, that's the point. Also, because when you talk to the void, okay... Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, publicly, you, you post on Twitter on the timeline, uh, people can react, okay? Right. And you, maybe you start the conversation. Right. But actually, I needed a way to better know also my audience. Mm -hmm. And so the first feature that came in my mind was to automate a welcome message right. for all of my uh, new followers. And I can tell you that after... A couple of weeks experimenting using this feature for myself. I mean, the results were extremely good because um, a lot of people replied to that welcome mm -hmm. message, even if the feeling is not super, you know, personal. Right. They replied anyway. The um, trick is to make it a little bit personal or general enough that people think, okay, maybe he's, he just actually wrote this to me. <laughs> yes. Isn't it? Yes, absolutely. And a lot of people is really surprised that you are writing to them directly through DM. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And when they reply, of course, I jump in, I reply, I try mm -hmm. to understand their needs. So what they need. Uh, usually they are learning programming, for instance, learning JavaScript mm -hmm. or something like that. And so I can give some help. So guide them through, I don't know, a learning path. So I prepare some content that I can propose to them uh, and give them value. Mm -hmm. So again, here, the, the key concept, in my opinion, like providing value for free on Twitter publicly is the same on DMs. So providing value to people uh, privately at this point, but providing value and help. And this right. is, in my opinion, really, really the key. Yeah, and, and I have to say that I'm, I've been using... That's the reason why I use I started using IvoE because of the welcome message. It works perfectly, and a lot of people answer me back, and I it, it allows me to connect with them, which is great because sometimes you get followers and you you don't notice that you are getting followers, so you cannot always engage with them. And the fact that I can just you know automatically send them a message is is amazing, and um, so you you build this first feature. 
how did you share this with the world, the, the first MVP? How did you launch it? The first MVP was just a really rough uh, landing page with uh, okay. <laughs> no text uh, almost, uh, just a few text and um, something that was reproducing the, the DMs uh, chat. So kind okay. of messages from two users. And I started building the different features uh, incrementally over time. So I started. What, what with is the tech stack, by the way? The tech React stack well. is yes, it's React. But um, every time I start a new project, I want to experiment with new technologies. So okay. at least if the if the project is not the product is not successful, at least I have learned yeah, something, yeah. right? <laughs> okay, technically at least. So I'm using Next.js. Oh, cool. uh, for the server-side rendering and React, of course, and Chakra UI, a components library, really, okay. really cool. Um, I'm using Prisma, which mm -hmm. is an ORM to mm -hmm. an interface to the database. So you built a very simple landing page and you shared it, I guess, with your Twitter followership? Um, I'm following the building in public approach. Mm -hmm. So when I build something new, I post on, uh, I, I make a tweet on Twitter, uh, writing something like um, I did this or asking for opinions. Uh, um, so this is the approach I'm using at the moment. So, I mean, there is no marketing, no campaigns, mm -hmm. uh, ju just this. And uh, How many people sign up when you first uh, launched it? I didn't have a real launch, let's say. Mm -hmm. um, I just started talking about HiveOE. Let's see what happens. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a, a big audience, so I didn't expect a lot of users. And in fact, I, I don't have a lot of users uh, right now. I think I have 15 users. 15 20, users? 15, uh, 20, no more. Huh? So absolutely not a lot of users. Mm -hmm. um, how, how does that make you feel? Like the fact that you build this and you only have 15 users? Um, I'm good, actually. I'm good <laughs> at the moment because I'm just at the beginning. So for when me, did it's you, fun. When did you actually start speaking about iVoE or do the unofficial launch? Probably around November or December. Okay. So, so quite new. Mm -hmm. uh, absolutely. Yeah. And um, also because in, I mean, I want to have that phase of validating the idea and the problem I'm trying to solve. Right if there is a real need or not and so on so for me it's not a problem if there is not not a good feedback or not a lot of users um it's important to to collect feedback at the moment the feedback are, are good actually so what are people saying about it your users it depends there are a couple of users really happy about the product um mm -hmm. like, like you <laughs> like you yes and uh, antonio thomas Another yeah. person. He's on I can the, see here in your uh, on the your landing, landing page. page. Yeah, you have the testimonials, and it's Antonio and me. <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely. And so this gives me a motivation to continue on on the product, right? Because you can always think, okay, maybe I'm not communicating correctly. Um, how have we solving the problem? or I didn't identify correctly the problem, so I'm not able to communicate it correctly. Mm -hmm. So the last uh, activity I did is to rebuild the landing page. So that one that is live is completely new. It has kind of one week uh, of life, okay. <laughs> the new landing page. And so I'm iterating on the copy. 
to try so, to communicate. So just it for the for the listeners to kind of visualize, when you open it, you have the logo on top, says Ivoe, and then it says unlock the full power of direct messages on Twitter. Then it says discover your audience needs, convert followers to supporters. Mm. I, I would immediately say here, if you allow me to give you a quick feedback, that you are not mentioning anything about automatic or automating the direct messages, which mm-hmm. is the crucial things. That this is the keyword that you're looking for. Because people, even if I search on Google, I'll be like, Automa- automate my Twitter DMs. Mm-hmm. I, I really think that this should be literally there. Like, automate your Twitter DMs should be the first thing for, because that's what people are looking for, I would say. Um, Sorry for the <laughs> and asked no, feedback. <laughs> not incredibly valuable. So thanks for the feedback. Uh, probably <laughs> is something I, I need to add. Absolutely, it's not the first time I think that I received this feedback. So uh, I need yeah, to try because, that. You know, it's such a a huge need, and it, it's interesting because I was I was chatting about this, and we spoke about this need in the in the WB space in the virtual co-working space. That by the way, by the way, Luca is also a member now, and uh, we can do a quick uh, chat about it in the end but um, a lot of people said like they had the same need they were a bit afraid that uh, twitter could ban them or or could block their account for automating dms can you can you share a few words about this like is this a possibility Uh, of course uh, probably it's a possibility um we need to go deeply into the terms and conditions of uh, of twitter uh but i I can say that I'm using this feature um, now. I've been using I've been using it for um, four months. Mm-hmm. Yes, and um, nothing happened. Also because I mean my account is not so big, so probably it's not a problem at all. But I mean Twitter API allows to send direct messages, so in general I don't see any kind of problem to mm-hmm. do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so far, um, exactly the same for me. It's been working fine, and uh, I'm I didn't get blocked, <laughs> fortunately. So um, you are still not making money out of this, or well, someone actually told you that they wanted to pay you, which is amazing. Um, why didn't you start asking for money from day one? <laughs> Absolutely, great question. Probably it's a mistake uh, um, I made. Um, I'm trying to recover as soon as possible. So now I'm working on adding a subscription, you know, a trial period or a free plan, actually, a free plan plus um, a trial period where you can use uh, Ivoe Unlimited. Mm-hmm. And uh, so probably the next thing that will come uh, live will be will be this will be this one. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, are you? Planning to do like a proper launch, uh, product hunt, Twitter, Reddit, you name it. Absolutely, this is something that uh, I will try. I will try to do absolutely in the future. I want. I just want to um, let's say orchestrate it um, correctly. Uh, what I mean is that when you launch on product hunt, I mean it's not only the launch that you need to to prepare on that platform. But probably you can leverage it uh, even more by posting the right content on uh, on Twitter and mm-hmm. create a kind of uh, expectation, you know, right. anticipating the event just to prepare your audience. And probably, I don't know, leverage other platforms like um, 
in the hackers. So create a dedicated post where you provide value somehow, mm -hmm. and then you link also the the launch on product hunt uh, and this kind of stuff. So I just need to think about it, how to correctly orchestrate that event. Mm -hmm. What are your biggest frustrations in building Hivoe so far? At the moment, I have something technical. So, I mean, I need to improve really. I don't know if you have this kind of feeling, um, Thiago, while using Hivoe, <laughs> but I found it really slow when you yes. change yes. the page. <laughs> yes, okay, you have it. <laughs> This is something I really need to change. I don't know why, but it's not performing really well. It probably is due to something in, I need to tweak in, uh, in Next.js or uh, refactor yeah. a bit the way it's implemented, but it's so slow that it's, um, I mean, uh, it's, it's not enough for me. It's not the, mm -hmm. the speed and, and the quality I, want, I won't, would like to have on my, on my product. Well, to be honest, it's because you have two features, right? You have one feature, which is the welcome message, and then another feature that allows you to actually create groups, which I find super useful. In the beginning, I, I didn't fully understand, but then you kind of explained it to me, and I was like, okay, this is actually good. So you can actually create groups of people and then send DMs to all of these groups, you know? And uh, there, when I'm using this, it's a bit slow, especially to find the users. But uh, since this is an automatic thing, I, for the welcome message, I just set up the welcome message and I don't even open iVoe. I just see the welcome message working. And in that sense, it's amazing. And just for this feature, I would definitely pay for it. Um, mm. Not sure about how much I would pay, but uh, I think you could already be making money. And I think you should already be making money from uh, that only that feature mm. because I can see a lot of people using it. I'm super excited about it. I, I think it's a great product. I like how chilled you are. Um, is this, are you planning on like, or does it cross your mind to quit your job to focus full time on Hivoe or any uh, bootstrapped project you want to build? So, as I said before, I'm really, let's say, pragmatic person. And um, I need also, I mean, I'm not that young right now, let's say. So, I need to be, to correctly evaluate the risks, right, of doing something like that. Of course, this is something I'm, I'm looking for. So I would like to do that and have the possibility to do this kind of uh, switch. Mm -hmm. But at the moment, I think that it's more um, sustainable to have my full-time job and try to make different experiments and side projects and mm -hmm. uh, even probably in the future info products so that, that I could have in the future different you know, um, source of incomes streams of right. incomes okay mm -hmm. so so to diversify a bit and don't you feel that you're like like working too much because both you know doing your full-time job and then ivory <laughs> like do you feel that you're always in front of your computer or can you also get some time for yourself well of course you spend a lot of time in front of the computer but uh, working on on interspace uh, i think i found a way to balance everything I, I don't know how, but I'm able to balance everything, especially when you start waking up during the morning, not so early. Uh, I'm not able to wake up at six. I need to tell you, I tried. <laughs> it's impossible for me, yes. but at least to leverage every day, one hour in the morning before starting working for your first full full time job. Wow. But every day, uh, this is amazing. I mean, you are able to constant, constantly uh, build something 
uh, every day, even mm-hmm. a small amount of things. But every day you think about it. Good, yeah, very yeah, good tip. Yeah. It's a big amount of time. You need to have the discipline to do that. So Absolutely. Yeah. Discipline and to be really motivated. Luca, thank you so much um, for sharing a little bit about your background, about your entrepreneurial career. And um, before we, we finish this, I just wanted to, since you, I have you here, the first person that I'm interviewing that is actually a member of uh, the community of the WBE space, basically, we have a um, virtual co-working space where people can actually join us and uh, work together with other entrepreneurs from all over the world. Luca just joined. So it's a perfect opportunity to get a live feedback. And uh, I, we didn't plan this, so it can be really, really bad. But feel free to be completely honest. You have been there since, I guess, yesterday or two days ago. What, what, what do you think of the, the, the co-working space so far? I mean, the feeling I have is very, very positive. Uh, as you mentioned, it's just um, a few days that I joined the community. Um, it's the first time, actually, that I joined a community like this and paying for joining the community. Um, so why, again, did you decided to, why did you decide to join? Well, actually, um, I was shocked when I knew that the um, the fee was just um, four four euros per month, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was a bit skeptical at the beginning because I was thinking probably I don't have time to participate in the community and to you know provide value and interact with people. Um, but then I said, started thinking ah, probably I need to starting exchanging ideas with other people like-minded so with the same uh, mentality as mine so with other wannabe entrepreneurs so for me it's the perfect fit this community um, Mm -hmm. right now correct and then i knew about the let's say low fee and i said oh come on (laughs) i need to join i have no excuses right (laughs) (laughs) okay cool Yeah, I'm glad it's that uh, to have you on board. Yeah, and my pleasure. Thank you so much again for for your time. I will link Lucas' profile and Hivoe on the show notes of this episode so that everyone can go there, check it out, and uh, yeah, definitely try out Hivoe. As I said, like I'm a happy user. And I even have a tes- testimonial in the landing page. So <laughs> it's really it's really for real. And I, I wish you all the best, Luca. I really hope to, to see you succeed. Thank you very much, Thiago. Thanks a lot for having me here. Uh, it was a great pleasure. And uh, now for the listeners, this was another interview. I hope you had a lot of fun. There's a lot of other interviews for you to check out. Just go to wannabe-entrepreneur.com. And if you want to join Luca and me, in uh, the virtual co-working space the link will also be in the description and uh, yeah it costs four euros or 4.6 dollars per month and you can meet a lot of uh, cool great entrepreneurs all of us working in uh, our side gigs or full-time in our bootstrapping project so i'm looking forward to see you there this was another wannabe entrepreneur see you next time